I love it when they have ideas, they have input, and they have good ideas. It's so precious. And I am just so proud of that mama because she is instilling in her kids the heart, the hands, and feet of Jesus. Welcome back to Adventure Parenting with Grace. I am Lori Donahue, and this is the Gospel Parenting Podcast, where we will walk with you through the joys of parenting and the most painful challenges so you can rise with courage, practical strategies, and hope to parent with purpose. How are you doing with your family goals? Have you made some progress over the last couple of podcasts in how you want to grow your family over the next oh, 15 years or so? That's kind of a way out there, but now is the time to start because if you don't start early, it won't happen. Well, we have been spending a couple of weeks talking about goal setting and how we're going to accomplish them. And today we're going to get down to the nitty gritty of what actions and what evaluations will do to see this happen. So I'm excited for you. I want to stress that this should be fun. This should be like a family project and everybody's involved and everybody feels a part of it. And this is not supposed to be a teaching time. Make sure you don't turn this into a teaching time. This is just long range imagination and instill your kids imagination of what they want for the best. They're part of the family too. You're the parents, but the kids are definitely a part of the family and they should be involved in some of the direction of where they want to go. Today we're going to look at your number one long-term goal, your top priority. So let's hop in and I will have some words at the end, so make sure you stay till the end. This is the third episode of our Begin with the End in Mind series. And we are getting to the good stuff now. So thanks for being here. If you haven't listened to the last two podcasts, I can't stress enough to go back and listen to those and you will get all caught up to speed. As a reminder, we are working on just in this episode, one goal, and it's an overarching goal for your family. It's not specific goals at this point, but it's overarching. And that I mean, it's long term where you want to see your family in say 15 or 20 years. We're just looking at one goal because we don't want to get overwhelmed. We want to just take one at a time. And then as you follow how you go about doing that, then you can tackle the other goals. Then once you know the structure of what we're doing, you can do it with no problem. And again, I encourage you to do it with your family and everybody will gain from it and everybody will actually then have vested interest in it. If you just do it and say, this is what we're doing, you're likely to get resistance. But if you engage everybody, they will have interest, vested interest in accomplishing that goal because you're going to do it as a family. Okay, let's begin. How are we going to accomplish our goals? So I'm going to ask you to take another piece of paper and fold it in half lengthwise. Fold it lengthwise and then open it back up. And then across the top, write what your goal is. My long-term 15 or 20 year goal is to have this for my family, to my, see my family in this place or accomplish this or whatever it may be. You set your own goals. So once you've got that written on the top, then on each of the two columns, start with the left column, you will write my actions. These are things that we're going to do, sort of the steps that we're going to take to accomplish our goals. 
Okay. On the other side, you're going to write how I measure progress. How I measure progress is a good way to go because we just want to know that we're improving. If we see that we're progressing, then we'll keep going and we'll be enthused. Okay. As far as the actions go, there's all kinds of things that you can do. And I would say just list as many as you can think of. But my encouragement to you, and if you've been following my podcast, you know that I really lean toward positive actions and not negative ones. So let me tell you what negative actions could look like. We don't want to go here. We don't want to go toward the negative actions. We want to stay away from a legalistic approach. When we're looking at long-term goals, we want to keep the family engaged for a long period of time. And legalism will not do that. We don't want to cause tension in our household. We want actions that are encouraging, positive, and will keep our family enthusiastic about these goals for a long, long time. Negative actions might be a demanding demeanor where we are just bossy and demanding. Negative actions might be loaded with fear. We don't want to operate out of fear. We want to operate in confidence. And we want to do actions that are not out of anger. We don't want there to be any anger. We want this to be fun. We want this to be an adventure and we want it to be fun. No anger, no frustration, and we are not expecting any overnight results. We are expecting long-term, just moving in that direction. Sometimes parents might think that harsh boundaries is the answer to getting the direction that we want. And we don't want harsh boundaries in this. We want gentle, loving encouragement. So what would positive actions look like? Positive actions would be encouraging. A positive action would include clearly stating what we want for our family, clearly stating what the goals are, clearly stating each one of these actions and the result that we're looking for. If we're not clear, that is frustrating. Have you noticed that when you get instructions that aren't clear, no matter what it is, even putting together something that you just bought, unclear directions cause intense frustration. So we want clarity. We want to be very clear in what we are looking to accomplish. And if things ever do come up that we're not moving in the right direction, the time to talk about it is when things are not escalated, when things are calm and things are positive and really bring out the positive and how beneficial this is going to be. It's not supposed to be work. It's supposed to be a fun project that we're all doing together. You might want to explain gently why you're doing things the way you're doing and ask them if they have input. It's amazing the input that you might receive that would be so, so valuable. So don't sell your family short. Don't sell your kids short because they know how to accomplish things just like you do. Let them give their input. This might be a good time to re-listen to some of our podcasts at Adventure Parenting with Grace. So just go back and look through and see what interests you. And I think you will find that there will be quite a few that will encourage you in this, even though it's not telling you how to do this, it'll be encouraging you in the right direction in dealing with your family. Okay, it's time for some action. So take that paper that we just folded and in the left column, start writing. What are some actions that you could write down that are going to accomplish the goal that you wrote across the top? And don't worry about 
how it all turns out because this is just a rough draft and you won't keep this part of it. But just start writing. Just let your mind just go, 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 go. Here's where it would be a really good idea to get together on a Zoom call and discuss and think of ways and we can all help one another. So think about that. Maybe I'll include a link in the show notes that give you a chance to sign up for that. Then you'll get ideas about other people's goals and how they will accomplish those goals. I'm going to begin now, and this is not going to be your goal necessarily, but this is just an example, and I'm just going to go through it so you can get a feel for what we're wanting to do. So my example, my goal would be to end up with our family having a generous attitude and be generous people. That's kind of a pretty broad goal. We really need to come up with how we're going to do that because that is like, oh, where do we start? So I just jotted down a few ideas. We want our family to have a family characteristic of generosity and compassion. So what are some things that we can do to see that happen? And I'm going to tell you some of the things that I thought of that would be a good way to instill generous hearts into our kids and in our husbands and ourselves. So let's begin. You can involve your kids into a community service project of some kind. For instance, we go and sometimes we take our grandkids to the local food share where food is distributed and actually a message of hope is given as well. And that evening, once a week that we distribute food is so precious because the people are appreciative and it's pretty clear that they have needs. There's a family in our church who has joined us in this, and it's a mom and her three kids, and they come every week. And those kids are so much fun. They are fun with all the workers, and they are learning to have a servant heart. And I can't imagine what they'll be like as adults. They will have a servant heart as adults. So precious. And they actually have ideas sometimes. And I love it when they have ideas, they have input, and they have good ideas. It's so precious. And I am just so proud of that mama because she is instilling in her kids the heart, the hands, and feet of Jesus. It's just beautiful. You can take them to work at a local soup kitchen where they feed people in the community a dinner. You could take them to a food pantry where they gather food and on certain days they distribute to those who are needy in your community. You can involve them with your ministry in your local church or any ministry that you're doing. If you are working with kids, you can have them help you at home with cutting things out. If you're teaching a class with the younger kids, your older kids would be a terrific help for you. If you are even working hospitality, you can have them help serve or set up with the coffee or whatever you do for your hospitality in your church. But I would bring them along with you. I think if you include your kids and bring them along with you, they will gather for themselves your heart, your servant heart. And let me say that the best way to teach your kids is not to tell them what to do, but to show them what to do. If you tell them one thing and do something different, they're going to go with what you do every time. They are going to far more believe what you do. So if you show them a servant's heart and bring them along with you, they will learn from you and you'll find that they will become amazing servants. 
Let me tell you something we did with our kids when they were quite young. The week between Christmas and New Year's, there was a group going down to Mexico to build a house and to serve in some medical needs and also to share clothes and things that we had with a group in Mexico. And we lived just three or four hours from the border, so it was fairly easy to do that then. We went out with food, and we actually took tortillas and peanut butter and jelly and gave all the kids tortillas with peanut butter and jelly, and they absolutely loved it. But taking our whole family, our whole family doing that together was an amazing way to develop that spirit of sharing and caring and servant heart in our family. So that was wonderful. And we have tremendous memories of that week. Some other ideas for actions. You could include your family in collecting toys for a toy drive at Christmas, or you could get involved in the shoebox ministry that's done by Samaritan's Purse every year. And you can go to the 99 cent store and pick out gifts. Such a great way to show your kids a spirit of generosity. So as we try to develop a servant heart in our kids, there are multiple ways to do that. One is we've talked about sharing our time. We share our time in our church ministry or community ministry. Another way is to learn about sharing our money and to train your kids early that a percentage of the money that they get, they could save and give to a mission organization of some kind. So that will be a wonderful way to show our kids how to have a generous heart is to give a percentage of, if they have an allowance or wherever they get some money from, to just teach them that giving God a portion of their money is what God would love for us to do and really comes from a very generous heart. And it should be joyful. It shouldn't be like, you have to do this. It should be something that they actually can see the result, and you help them to see the result. And then another way that we can express generosity is to give of what we have. And here is a, an excellent way. Have your kids find some toys that are in the back of their closet, probably still in good shape, but they've just gotten other things and they aren't really interested in playing with those anymore. There is no reason to keep your closet full of toys that they don't play with. When there are others out there who would really enjoy those toys and don't have as many things as your kids might have. So it would be a good idea to train them to be generous with the things that they have. And probably a good way to do that would be with their toys and whether you find a group that could use them, maybe at Christmas or whatever, or you can give even to the thrift shop. And then you know that somebody will come along who will value those toys and what they will see as a treasure, something that you were not maybe treasuring anymore. So I wouldn't make your kids do this, but I would talk to them about it. And I would show examples of you doing it with your things and just talk. And for your kids to maybe see the look on the faces of other kids, how excited they are for those little gifts would be really valuable for your kids to see. And it'll make your closet easier to clean. So you have a goal written across the top of that paper. Now it's your turn to start brainstorming. You're going to come up with a list. I know you're going to come up with a list. And let me just say one thing about this. You want your family to do this together. 
So when you get together with your family, I would not bring out this list that you already did. I know that it would be tempting to say, oh, I already have this list and it's great. But I would say, leave that put away and let each of the members of your family suggest different things and listen, listen to what they have to suggest. And then you can fill in. And when nobody can think of anything else, you can bring up some more of the ideas that you had. But don't come in with this list that you're making now because it will discourage them and they'll think, oh, she's just being or he is just being the boss here and they won't be excited. They won't be enthused. So that's just one little tip for you to really make this a family project. Okay, so now you've got a nice list of actions. So the next step will be column two. And in column two, each one of your additions to column two will correspond to the action in, next to it in column one. So if column one, the one of them is a weekly sharing of time at the food pantry, then the corresponding one in column two will be how many weeks did you go and include what was the attitude, there was it fun, and have your kids give feedback on if they enjoyed it or not. And that will be part of evaluating. So column two will be evaluation of the action in column one. And the evaluation will include, did this happen? Were we consistent? You know, how did we do on it? How did we do with this intention? And then also, what was the attitude? Was it fun? Was it enjoyable? Were your kids enthused? So those would be the two ways that you would want to evaluate. You might want to make a chart to see how often you did these things. If you're real ambitious, you could put it together on an Excel sheet. So over time, you will see growth. And then you might even add in that column too. What kind of growth have you seen? Have you seen growth in your kids little by little? And of course, you won't see that the first or second or even maybe third time. There'll be a long-term evaluation that will tell you if this is successful. And if you're positive, if you're having fun, if you're including your kids, it will be successful. It will be successful. I know in the beginning, you'll revisit this a lot because it will be new and it will be fun. But after a few months go by, you'll want to come back and revisit this again because you want to see if you're making progress, see if you're making improvements. And you'll want to come back and look and see if your kids are changing in their behaviors and especially their attitudes toward their behaviors. That's really the important part of their heart. So this will be a great learning experience for everybody. And it won't go right 100% of the time. I guarantee you it will not be 100% happy, happy, happy. There will be times that there will be frustrations and you'll just have to deal with them in a positive way. But we're really looking for progress and improvement toward the overall goal. Okay, one thing I haven't really included a lot on, but is really important, is your family's communication throughout all this. You want to communicate in a positive, encouraging, and you want to listen. You want to listen to what your kids have to say and to think, and you want to listen to your husband or wife, and you really want to keep an open conversation going and a conversation that includes what is the result of what we're doing and what can you imagine if you say gave a shoebox, what can you imagine 
you might see at the other end of the shoebox when it's opened. And give your kids the idea that what they're doing is going to really affect another person. You can keep coming back to that. You can keep making up scenarios of, oh, what do you think could happen after we've done this? What do you think might be the result tomorrow? They will be very creative. And that is how they will see that what they are doing matters. And that's what they need to know. They need to have purpose and see that this is a purpose that God has given them to become a servant-hearted, loving, compassionate person, whether they're a child or whether they're an adult. But they probably won't grow into a super compassionate person if they don't practice it as a child. So you're really moving them in that direction. Okay, that's just my goal. I kind of get into it, but I was just trying to show you how to work through your goals. So I'm happy that we could do this, and I'm really excited to hear what you will come up with. And I'm really excited to hop onto a little Zoom meeting or a big Zoom meeting, either would be good, and where we could really share. You could crowdsource some of your answers for ideas, and you could give input for other people. And it would be really, really valuable because everyone's going to have different goals. But yet we all share a lot in common that deep down, we probably do have similar goals to others more than we know. So that would be just really excellent. So think about that. Thanks for being here. And I really look forward to hearing how this is going for you. And I just hope that as you begin your journey now, and even if you've been parenting a while, this is a new beginning and that we are beginning with the end in mind. Okay, we are coming to the end, the final runway of closing in on Begin With the End in Mind. I want next week to take a little bit more time because there are some tips and some ways to go about this I want to share with you, some final words. And also, next week, I would like us to figure out how we can make a top 10 code of rules for our family with everybody contributing and everybody giving and taking a little bit. So it will really move us forward in getting along as a family, working together as a family, communicating as a family. So be sure to come back for that. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed, because then you will always be alerted of the new episodes as they come out. So with that, we will talk to you next week and remember to rest in the Lord this week. Mm